0: and welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. My name is Tina and I am joined by my wonderful and ever so fabulous co-host Miss Colleen and today we are talking about 2023 Walt Disney World packages but more on that later. Before we get to that let us take a moment to thank the sponsors of our show Mystical Dream Travel. Mystical Dream Travel is an earmarked agency with Disney destinations and they plan everything from Walt Disney World to Disney Cruise Line to Alani to Adventures by Disney. So if you are ready to plan your Disney destinations vacation, be sure to reach out to the fabulous agent over at mystical dream travel. You can find them at mysticaldreamtravel.com or check them out on social media. Welcome to the Magical Traveling Moms podcast, where your hosts, Tina and Colleen, talk about all things travel. From theme parks to cruises to all-inclusive resorts and more, they cover news, tricks, and insider tips to inspire your travel dreams. They love to travel and want you to love it too. Find out their best-kept secrets and learn how to make your next vacation extra magical right here on the Magical Traveling Moms podcast. So, hey, Colleen, how are you today? I am
1: doing lovely today.
0: You look like you have some sunny weather in the South Carolina. It's, yeah,
1: summer is here. So I don't know how warm it's going to be today, but it's been up in the upper 80s most days this week. And last week we had a couple of days where it was 90. Mm-hmm. And it's a little a little overcast, but still, it's always sunny. It's always sunny in South Carolina. That's how I feel.
0: Very nice. Well, here in Pittsburgh, it is a nice, rainy, cloudy 73 degree day (laughs) and rainy. It is rainy. So, our weather is still kind of up and down, but apparently the 70s are normal for us this time of year. But we'll see. So, today we are actually talking about 2023 Walt Disney World packages. And if you haven't heard, guess what? They come out tomorrow. Tomorrow, we are so excited.
1: On June, June 8th. Yeah. If you're obviously, if you're joining us live, it's tomorrow. If you're listening to this recorded, then it was June 8th, June 8th. I know. (laughs) I feel like today is the calm before the storm.
0: I agree. I agree. In the travel agent world, it is the calm
1: (laughs) calm before the storm.
0: Yeah. So we are excited. Um, We get asked all the time, when are they becoming available? And they actually are available tomorrow. Nice to get it up
1: this time. Sometimes we don't.
0: I know, I know. So if you're actually looking to book a Walt Disney World vacation, you want to make sure you reach out to the wonderful agents over at mystical dream travel, and they will certainly hook you up on everything you need to know about these packages that are dropping tomorrow morning. So we're going to talk about the packages and we're going to talk about why you should book a package, why it's important, why you should book early as well and if you hang on with us we're going to drop some of our favorite tips when it comes to walt disney world so if you have a tip share it in the comments and we'd love to hear what that is so anyway so let's talk about this so let's talk about why you should book a package why, yeah. should, why should people book a back? I can't talk today. <laughs> why should people book a, a Walt Disney World vacation
1: as a package? What are the benefits? Yeah, I think there's a lot of benefits. But, you know, okay. my number one benefit of a package when I am talking to people about Disney and they'll say maybe they want to stay off property or they're not sure, mm-hmm. can they just buy the tickets later? So here's my thing. With a package... It is only a $200 deposit yes. to reserve. And a lot of people don't realize that. It's just $200. No matter yes. how, what your package price is, it's $200 deposit. Well, yeah, they think it's more, yeah. And, well, I don't know if people think they have to pay for it all up front or what, but and then you can cancel up until final payment, which is 30 days from your trip, and it's fully refundable which is huge because if you do your tickets separate, which people don't realize tickets, honestly, tickets are like one of the biggest parts of the package is the park yes. tickets. And the, mm-hmm. that's the same price. No matter if you stay off property or on property, you have to pay for those in full upfront and they are non-refundable.
0: Yes. And I think that's where people get confused. They think they're getting a better deal. Right when they're booking a la carte. Yes. But the reality is they're not. They're no. actually going to end up spending more money because, like you said, when you purchase your tickets separately and it's not part of a package, it's actually more expensive. Yeah. And you have to pay
1: in full, and it's definitely non. It's right. Not if something you happens, money back. and you have to yeah. cancel. It's not like you can return the tickets and get your money back now. You can always change the dates on the tickets and use them yeah. in the future. It's not like you just lose them, but it's a lot of money. I mean, if you're a yeah. family of four, you know, you're talking a good chunk of change that you're just out if you decide. Yeah,
0: and depending on how many days you put, put, if you add mm-hmm. the hopper or not hopper, you could be looking at several thousand dollars yeah. just for the ticket so yeah. why not build that into a package and i think another great benefit of a walt disney world package is you're staying on property and you when you're staying off property you do lose some benefits of transportation to and from the park so yeah. when you're on property your transportation to all the parks are included and it's nice and convenient because they drop you off right in front of the park. So, like, you know, if you're going to the Magic Kingdom, it's, it's like truly is not even like a two-minute walk to the gate, depending on, you know, as long as it's not crowded. But if you're not there at a rope drop, it could be a little bit <laughs> busier. But, you know, you're right there and they drop you off. And then when you're ready to leave the park, you go right there. And when you stay off property, you're like at a parking lot, like all the way over you know not even close to the park so then you got to jump on additional transportation to head over to the park and it depends on where you're at like which park you're at what kind of transportation you get so and options so yeah so it's you know there are a lot of benefits to the package having your room and your tickets included and you know you get that kind of like the extra magical feel with it and then there are additional components that you can add to it you yes. know such as the memory maker which is one of my favorite yes things the memory maker
1: is big and we're hoping fingers crossed sometime mm-hmm. in the next few months dining dining plans will come back
0: yes that is that dining awesome. and then it's
1: like an all-inclusive thing you know like that's a nice yeah. i think a lot of people like the convenience of everything is in all together in one price they pay it and that's it and they know when they go they're pretty much covered for all of their expenses other than souvenirs. And but I I think that it, there's a huge benefit to booking those Disney packages that that people don't maybe realize. Oh, also the magical extras.
0: Yeah, I was just going to bring that up, so I'm glad you brought that up. So you get magical extras with every package. Yeah. And so when you check into your resort, they usually give you an envelope. So if you are bypassing it, the check in. Right. So, when like we're doing that like online check in, you want to make sure that you stop at the front yes. desk to get your magical extra cards. And that gives you discounts to some shopping. So, if you're like a shopper like me,
1: you know, um, uh, and Joffrey's, Joffrey's coffee cart, you get a discount yes. at Joffrey's. Totally yes, worth it, sucker. guys. You want to go to Joffrey's. I'm just saying. It's
0: yeah, every, exactly. park. every
1: park has a Joffrey's.
0: Yep. use that gift card. And then if you're having a down day and you want to do the miniature golf at Disney, we've done oh it. God. I love it. It's so cute. You can get a discount to golf earlier in the, you know, during the day and stuff. So I highly, highly recommend, and that's something that's just exclusive. Yes. Just to the package when you stay on property. Mm-hmm. And there's all kind of discounts
1: at Disney Springs too on that. Right, there are. Yeah, there's a few places in Disney Springs. There's a bunch of different and it and it does change, you know, like so they'll yes. they'll tell you when you get yours what exactly is included. But I think the Joffrey's discount is always part of it. But that is like huge for me because I need my coffee in the morning. Yes. <laughs> so
0: here's the question of the day, Colleen.
1: Starbucks at
0: Disney's at Disney or Joffrey?
1: You know, I am, and this could be an unpopular Disney opinion. I'm going to go with Joffrey's. Not really. Yeah, I, I do like their. They are strong. I think their coffee's stronger. Maybe that's
0: why I like. Yeah, I too. See Judy here. Let's see what she has to say.
1: She likes Joffrey's. Joffrey's. Joffrey's too. So here's see? really honestly though, because I love Starbucks coffee. And the Starbucks locations also usually have the Mickey-shaped cinnamon roll, which is one of my favorite breakfasts. But Mm -hmm. I'm telling you right now, the line at the Joffrey's cart is usually way less than the line at the Starbucks. (laughs) That is
0: true. That is true. And I will say I find that Joffrey's coffee is, like I said, is stronger than the Starbucks coffee. I like the iced coffee. Yes. over at Joffrey's. I'm yes. not like a big coffee drinker, but when I do, it's definitely like an iced.
1: They um... also have the giant donuts. Have you ever had they the... Do have the giant? We did. Those it's are so made good. locally, like from a, like right. a local Orlando donut company. And I don't remember the name of the donut company, but it, they are amazing. They are very good. We've had them in Early morning in Epcot. So they are a
0: favorite of my children. <laughs> yes, they are very good. Well, let's talk with Owl. So, with the, the Disney packages, anything else you want to add to it? Any other suggestions? book your package now that's my my suggestion yeah so let's talk about that that leads into the next topic is why should you book your package early and i think if anything the last two years especially as when we put on our travel advisor hats has taught us that availability is slim for the pickings sometimes
1: it is it has been and i don't know Cause of course, Disney, they don't tell us everything, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming this, they're still not booking these hotels fully. Yeah. I wonder that. Too I much. wonder that just because the, avail- the availability has like mm-hmm. really not been great, but these resorts, especially some of the more popular resorts, like the Poly, mm-hmm. if you want to stay at the Polynesian resort, you need to book like way far in advance. Like, if you want to stay at the Polynesian Resort in 2023, you should be booking, like, tomorrow on June 8th. Because that resort is small. It's smaller. It's very popular. It's a DVC resort. So DVC people also get, like, first dibs. Yes. So honestly, when the regular general public gets the chance to book, sometimes like they're already like pretty booked up because DVC people love the poly and it's a really popular hotel. And I can't tell you how many people come to me and they really want to stay there. And I'm like, it's, it's booked six months out more than that. Sometimes it'll be. booked.
0: Absolutely. Yep. So if you're looking for those more popular resorts like the Polynesian, especially like January, February, March, tomorrow should be your booking day. Yeah. If you're looking for early 2023,
1: Mm -hmm. because it does book up very, very quickly. The Riviera, I've noticed. That's another one. Yes. Books up really fast. And then villas and suites, like if you want to do like a one bedroom, two bedroom, three, there are some three bedrooms, the treehouse villas at Saratoga there's just not a lot of them, you know, there's very few. So they also book up really fast.
0: I agree. And Bay Lake Tower has some three bedrooms, but not a lot. And they book up almost immediately. So if those are things that you are looking to get, you want to be ready to book that trip tomorrow. So, yeah. and so you definitely, and I'm going to plug mystical dream travel here. You definitely want to reach out to the agents there because they can help you. So, so yeah. So I think the earlier you book, the better you get your choice of selection of not just only resorts, but you also get your choice of selection of room category. And that's right. another big thing. So a lot of people, you know, they want to stay at some resorts, but a standard room is okay for them, which is fine, but those go fast. And so as those go, go down the standard rooms are what we call your lead in rates. So they're going to be like your cheapest, your least expensive room at the resorts. And then you start bumping up to garden view or water view or club level, or, you know, river view, depending on the resort that you're at. And those rooms are going to be more costly. So if you're looking to be in like a standard, um, level room, you want to book those as soon as you can to be able to take advantage of the, you know, those rates.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because if you wait, it might be that all that's left is, you know, fireworks view room.
0: Right, Which exactly. Ain't,
1: ain't granted that's a really awesome room, but it's going to cost you Yeah, I
0: wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't be complaining to you. I know. I'm like,
1: "Oh shucks, I have to book fireworks view. Darn." <laughs> Sorry, family, this is the only one available.
0: But also we wanted to touch on too as we're talking about room categories. There are some room categories that in select resorts that you actually is worth upgrading to like a preferred room, especially at a moderate because of the size of the resort. Yes. So, so let's talk about that for a minute. So I know preferred rooms. I always recommend for people to stay at are Coronado Springs if you're not staying in the Grand Destino <clears throat> Towers because that resort is it's large and we talked about that on a podcast a few weeks ago but that resort is really big yeah and so if you don't like walking a lot at the end of the night or you know you have kids that don't you don't want to carry you know <laughs> far or You know, you just want to be close to everything, like the main lobby and the dining at your resort. I highly do recommend at Coronado Springs that you do stay in a preferred room. Yeah. It's not club level or anything. It's just the preferred room. So it just puts you in the building closest to the main building.
1: Yeah. The location is just the the best location you could be in. Yes. accessible yep. to everything. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. And another resort I recommend that at is Caribbean Beach. Yeah. That's another very Absolutely. large one. It's- yes. So, and sometimes you may want to be closer to the Skyliner. Mm-hmm. So that's where a schoolroom travel agent can help you because they know where those buildings are that yeah. you can put that request in. Yeah. It's never guaranteed because those aren't preferred, but
1: you just we will tell you what to do, like where, what building. And knowing the room categories is important because there's different room categories in different buildings. So if Mm -hmm. you want to be in a specific building, right. Having your travel advisor, you know, they can tell you, well, this type of room category is in this building. So if you want to be in this building, you need to book this room category. Right. You know, they're not, it's not like every room category is in every building, you know, they're all different.
0: Right, exactly, and even at some of the deluxes, there are some preferred categories that you know, yeah. rooms so that you could be closer to, to you know, like Key West and Saratoga is huge. Those yes, two are big, and so you want to make sure that you're working with your agent to kind of figure out where's yeah. the best spot if that is important to you. So well, yeah, if, if you're going to you do a, a lot of walking. Day.
1: Yeah. If you're going to have a resort stay and go to the pool, like at Saratoga. Oh my gosh. Like you can be pretty far. I mean, they have an inter resort bus because it's that big. So, you know, because it would be a lot to walk, you know, from one. So it's, yeah, definitely knowing where the rooms are located is, is a big, a big plus.
0: No, nope, I agree. And I also the other one I like to recommend preferred, even though it's not as large as mm. Caribbean Beach and Coronado, in the moderate category is I recommend it at Port Orleans Riverside. Mm. The resort's not as big, but if you have someone who has trouble walking, yeah, that's when I would recommend a preferred room for their- I think it's worth it at pop
1: century too. I
0: agree. I agree. Um,
1: although again, you do want to kind of think about where the Skyliner is versus the lobby, but the buses. So like some of the resorts, there's like a bus station, like all around, right. Mm-hmm. And then like at pop, all the buses are in the front by the lobby. So you want to do the preferred room because you're that you're very close to where the buses are. And actually right. where the preferred rooms are isn't that far from the Skyliner really either. So it's a nice, and you're near the pool, you're near the main pool, you're near the the food court, you know, the lobby, the buses. It's just a great location mm-hmm. at Pop.
0: Yeah. And I think most, like most preferred rooms, and you could tell me if you agree with me, Colleen, is that most preferred rooms really put you sort of centralized. Yeah to everything and that's the main benefit of uh, staying in a preferred category. But you know, it, it's up to you what you want to do when we stay at Cornell we just stayed there, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, I stayed in the preferred category and I really liked it. I liked the location mm-hmm. of it and I liked, you know, it just was, you know, close to the main building and the main bus stop. And so we enjoyed that. So yeah. it's really just all in,
1: in what you are looking for, but I do recommend it. Yeah. And those are the kind of the room categories that can book up, you know, because yeah, those, and, and, and I know I mentioned like fireworks view earlier. That's another one that if you want a fireworks view or at animal kingdom lodge, you want a Savannah view, you know, there's only so many of those. So, you know, they can book up.
0: Right. I agree. I agree. And that leads into our next what are the benefits of staying at a deluxe some perks at a deluxe resort? Yeah. So we Colleen and I are both deluxe girls. It's okay. Yeah, we are pushy. Like we're not gonna lie about it. <laughs> so, so we love we love the deluxe resorts. We both stay at them often. My favorite. Do you have a favorite? I know it's probably the poly now. Um I, I,
1: I, I mean so far my favorite is the Polly. but um but I, I haven't stayed in all of them yet. So now I have to see them all before I can really decide. Okay. So I
0: my I have stayed. I, the only ones I have not stayed in are the Magic Kingdom area. Oh. I haven't stayed in the which is kind of surprising. But although I'm staying at the Riviera for the first time in July. I am so uh, jealous. I really want to I stay in wait. that one. I know. I, I'm excited to stay there. But uh, if I had to pick from where I've stayed so far, and everyone who's probably watched us or follows me, I love Animal Kingdom. It's my favorite. Yeah, Animal Kingdom Lodge,
1: which is it's- interesting. I I'm not gonna lie, Tina. I think that that's not typically people's favorite deluxe resort. It is not because it is. It's about twenty
0: minute. It's a twenty minute bus ride to Magic Kingdom. So a lot of people don't like being that far out right. to Magic Kingdom. I love the resort because I go into it and it's so peaceful. I just yeah. walk in there and I just feel like, oh my God, it's just so relaxing and peaceful. So I really enjoy the animals. I enjoy the art around the resort is absolutely beautiful. The staff is always amazing at Disney, but I find them to be extra special at Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I really do, that would probably be like my number one pick. Now I'll have to tell you to see if I change my mind after I stay at the Revere. <laughs>
1: Well, and I think probably part of the appeal I would assume for you with the Animal Kingdom Lodge is it is a very unique yes. resort. And I don't mm-hmm. think all of the deluxe resorts are gorgeous, yes. but only a couple of them actually have like super unique theming. Like, I think that's why I loved the poly because it yes. has like a yes. very unique theming mm-hmm. where the other resorts are lovely and beautiful and amazing, but... The theming isn't as involved, I guess, as like Animal Kingdom Lodge. I have been there to eat, but not to stay. But I am staying there in November. I know. And I can't wait to hear Um, what you think of it. I'm very excited about that.
0: Yes. So we'll talk about some of the perks here and some of the yeah. resorts. So at Animal Kingdom, since we're on the topic of Animal Kingdom <laughs> Lodge, it obviously a nice perk is the there's animals. Yep. So if you're an animal lover, it's a great spot. I've stayed in all the room categories except club level there. Oh mm-hmm. so I get me, on that. Yeah, I know. You made me jealous with your contemporary trip, but I amazing. Yep, yeah, I love I really We've stayed the pool view, which I do love the pool view, which I generally don't like pool views because it's noisier, but at Animal Kingdom, wasn't that bad. So I really enjoyed that. And lo- of course, I always love the Savannah view. And so that's a nice benefit there. That you- they have perks at night. You can go to a spot where you can do night vision goggles and you can see the animals at night and they have cast members there talking about the animals so you can learn more about them. You also... I have to check to see if they brought it back, but you can do a food
1: tour and you and I talked about this Colleen I know. already, but I have it on my list of things to try to do when I'm yep. there in November.
0: And I did that last time I stayed and it was amazing. So I highly recommend it. I do it every day. I think around four, four 30 and you get to tour of to the restaurants there and it's just so good and then and then at night you come in and they have african drummings going on there there's african art and it's just like you said it's very very unique so there are definitely some perks overall to staying at all the deluxe resorts one of my favorite that disney has implemented is the extended park hours
1: So yeah, that's, that's a big perk. I am excited about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you've done it. You have done it.
1: I did. So I didn't
0: stay deluxe last time, but you have, and,
1: and you really enjoyed it. Right. So. Yeah, it was totally worth it. So it does take a little strategizing just because they don't offer it every night. Right. So it's like a different, it's different parks on different nights and it's not every night. So it's really important to look at the schedule of in and see when it's coming up. So when you're making your itinerary and deciding what park to go to now we had park hoppers and so it didn't matter, you know, basically whatever it was going to be, we could go cause it was that mm-hmm. night, but, but yeah, you have to pay attention to, to that. But I would say also, so when you were talking about the animal kingdom lodge, I think in general, the deluxe resorts just have more, they have more of a resort feel than the other resorts, right? So there's just more activities and more interaction and more things to do and more food options. Like they are a destination all in themselves. And you yeah. could really just spend, like you could go and just go to Animal Kingdom Lodge and that could be like your vacation. <laughs>
0: you know? Now I agree. <laughs> Any of the deluxe resorts, you can do that because like if you go over to the Grand Floridian, they have a spa. You know, there's a spa there. And so you could do a girls' trip and have a spa weekend and not even step foot in the parks if you didn't want
1: to. I mean, you really could. It'd be hard to not go to the parks. But, you know, there's enough there, you know, at those deluxe resorts. Yeah. That it's just more at the more amenities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. And then other than so, a new perk that has been added with the opening of Cosmic Rewind. So um, with the opening of Cosmic Rewind, if you are staying deluxe, you, so Cosmic Rewind right now, you can get it two ways. You can get it through individual lightning link purchase and you can get it through the virtual queue. So with that, the virtual queue is opens at seven a.m. to everyone and one p.m. and then deluxe guests only get another option for a virtual queue at six p.m. So that is a nice benefit to staying in a deluxe category. So then you get that option you know you have three tries if you're not going to go for the individual lightning lane purchase and you get those three tries um to get that virtual queue which is a nice thing on that very popular attraction if cosmic rewind is your priority to to ride so so i highly recommend you know that you another benefit
1: so Yeah, that's huge with the know, new it. with the new ride coming out. And I wonder if they'll also, you know, because Tron, I was waiting for them to tell us mm-hmm. when Tron is going to come, <laughs> but I'm curious to see if it'll be kind of the same deal with them where they do virtual queue. So if you get those extended evening hours and are staying at the deluxe resort, it'll just be an extra. When I went to Epcot for the extended evening hours, it was amazing.
0: Yeah, they are nice. It's very similar. So, and we've both done this. So it hasn't come back yet, but we've both done the after-hour parties. Oh yeah, um, after-hour at Magic parties, yeah. Kingdom. I've done them at Magic Kingdom, and there's like nobody there. <laughs> and I would imagine that that's what the extended hours are like. It's very similar.
1: Yes, it is. Yep, yeah, it was. Now, Epcot, of course, Epcot's so big. So yes. it was a little difficult to try to make it to like a lot of the rides just mm-hmm. because of how far apart they are. So we like prioritized Ratatouille and then Frozen. And mm-hmm. if we would really hustled, we maybe could have gotten on test track. Like, <laughs> but, but I would think in a park like Hollywood Studios or Magic Kingdom, when things are closer together, like you could easily... Just hop like from ride to ride to ride, and the wait time was very low for pretty much every ride there.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and very. So that's very similar um, to the after hours. There's not a lot of people there, and you know you can plan your day around those extended hours, which is really nice. Maybe spend some time at your resort. You know, kind of different things like that. And one thing we did forget to mention, and this is for all people who are staying on resort, that as a guest staying on
1: property, you get to enter the park a half hour before the park opens yeah. to the public. And that's every day, every park now, because we yeah. used to do that in the past, but it was like not always every every day or, or it wasn't every park. Mm-hmm. And now it's every park every day. And it is huge. It really can be the difference, you know, between waiting in a super duper long line for Seven Dwarfs Mine Train and not like, so.
0: No, I agree. So that's just another uh, reason to stay on property and booking as a package
1: Mm -hmm. um, because you have that extra benefit. So there are a lot, a lot of benefits to staying on site. And I think there is this misconception that it's going to be way cheaper to stay off property, but. Like I said earlier, the tickets to the park are actually like a pretty good chunk of the package. So, and you're going to pay that no matter what. And even if you can find like a decent hotel somewhere kind of nearby, really Mm -hmm. when it comes down to it, it's not going to be that much less expensive than staying at a Disney hotel. Honestly, for the bus service to Magic Kingdom is like worth it all in itself. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, and then you think about on top of that, you would have to, if you're flying down, you have to rent a car. Yep. There is an added expense. Oh yeah. And then you have to pay for parking. You pay to
1: park, park at the park. At the parks. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So so and then you know, so you have to take those things into consideration, plus your time.
1: Well, and you I know. will tell you, at the end of a day, when you have spent the entire day at a Disney park. And you have walked 25,000 steps and you have a small child who is done and asleep and you are carrying them. The last thing I would want to do is have to trudge through a parking lot to find my car and get it and drive 25 minutes, 30 minutes to wherever our hotel is like, forget it. Like, I'm gonna well, getting on a bus and I am closing my eyes until they drop me off at the front door of my resort and go to my room. Yes. Well, let's
0: talk about like you have to go out with all the other thousands of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like coming in. Yeah, there's big time factor in there. So you want to take that like definitely into um, consideration. So as we promised at the beginning of the podcast, that we would share some of our
1: favorite tips. We did a couple of them already.
0: Yeah, we did. We talked about preferred room versus standard room. Yes. Uh, the importance of booking early, the benefits of staying at a deluxe resort. We talked about that too. But one of the questions that we get a lot is when is the best time to go to Walt Disney? World? Oh
1: yeah. That's a big question.
0: Yeah. My answer is anytime you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my answer. But <laughs> yeah, no, I know. But but there are times that are better than other, although I think this year was a bit of an exception. Well, that's what
1: I'm curious. Yeah. So I agree. That's number one question that you get. And mm-hmm. in the past, like when you think historically, the crowd levels, you would say, oh, January and February is a really good time to go yeah. aside from President's Day weekend, okay? avoid avoid
0: or marathon
1: or marathon or yeah so like just try to avoid like marathons or the 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 holiday week you know where there's Mm -hmm. like a Monday off or something but this last year January and February like in 2022 this year January and February were crazy busy yes so it was very not normal and I just I'm really not sure what to expect I mean I feel like should be more normal next year
0: that's what i'm thinking too
1: but i don't
0: know (laughs) we'll have to see see. so my favorite recommendation for people to go is usually january february or beginning of march so it's kind of like after the holiday crowd Mm -hmm. comes through and you know, like Colleen said, you want to avoid like President's Day weekend and the marathons because they're going to be a little bit busier. Yeah. And there are also some tier events. So you want to make sure you talk to your agent to when those are because uh, those can be, get a little bit crowded. But I personally like the end of February, beginning of March. The weather is beautiful. Uh, Flower and garden typically has just going to start sometimes. Mm-hmm. Although I do like. January, for, you know, February for the Arts Festival. Yeah, the Festival of the Arts fun. is really good, too. And we love the Broadway series that Disney has. Yeah. But, but the but. crowd levels aren't historically. You no, know, we're, we're going I know, like this year. Under normal yeah, circumstances. Yeah, are not bad. But my <laughs> other favorite time to go, it's still a little bit warm, but I like going in September, too, because the back to school, all the back Mm -hmm. to school, people are back in school. And so the crowds tend to be a little bit less for me, crowd wise, if we're specifically just talking crowd wise, that's when I would, I personally like to travel is during those times. But I also, if I'm going for specific things like, you know, like the holiday parties or that I would have to say, I love going it around Christmas time. Yeah.
1: So I would say even before, I mean, I would say January and February are lower crowd levels usually, but mm-hmm. honestly, September is hands down my favorite time because it's warm enough. Cause the, that's the thing with January is it can be cold. It can mm-hmm. still kind of be cold in Orlando and it might be a little chilly to go swimming, even though the pools are open year round and they are heated. I have been there and it was a little chilly and I didn't really want to go swimming, but September is still warm enough that you want to go swimming. The crowd Mm -hmm. levels are usually lower. The prices are usually less. There's usually some kind of discount. You know, there's a lot of times a promotion and then Halloween decorations are out and the hollow and you can go to the Halloween party. And I would say the parties they have like at the beginning, because of course it starts in like August. But I would say the beginning of September are a lot less crowded when you start getting into the parties in October, they get more and more crowded. But otherwise, I also uh, love to go during the holidays
0: Mm -hmm. and the
1: first two weeks of December are my other favorite time to go because you get the holiday decorations, but usually the crowds, because you're like right after Thanksgiving and before Christmas. So there's not as many people during that time. It, but it can still be a little chilly.
0: It can be. So your chilly is different than my chilly. I know, so I, know. I bet it is. So up here in North, we would still be getting in a swimming pool and be like, yeah, this is nice though. But yeah. It's getting out of the swimming
1: pool. That's Well, the
0: that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, I agree.
1: And also, um, if you're going during a cold month, like December, January, February, definitely at least stay moderate. Because they have hot tubs, the deluxes have hot tubs. The value resorts do not have hot tubs, so I'm just saying.
0: Yeah, that's true. So if your kids want to get in the pool, you can get in the hot tub. <laughs> the moderate deluxe. <laughs> <block. laughs> on me, i here. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I really do. I think those are all fantastic time of years to to go to Walt Disney World if you're looking specifically like from a crowd you know, standpoint that you want kind of like a lesser crowd. Now it was a little bit different this year for sure. So, you know, we'll have to see if we go back.
1: I know. Um, I'm, that, I'm that very year. curious to see how it goes this year because the, the 2023, because 2022 right. has been just a little wonky and not typical. And I'm like, is this a new trend or is this just a weird Fluke, you know, everyone catching up, they're doing their revenge travel. Now, I think it would be a good idea to talk about because I know we always said where our favorite times to go are. However, Mm -hmm. I know I get a lot of people who are very concerned about taking their kids out of school. So I'm curious if you have to take school vacations into consideration, what would you say is your favorite recommendation for a time to go?
0: Yeah, so here in Pennsylvania, in our school district, we don't really have like vacation, like school vacations like you guys do. So yeah, we don't. We have a Christmas vacation and that's it. Oh my God. So yeah, we don't have a spring break. We don't have a fall break. Like, well, we have a spring break. It's like two days, three days, maybe at the moment. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like crazy. So although I think next year we have, a couple of more they added more okay so thank goodness but it's very interesting. um and we you know we don't have a fall break at all and for like thanksgiving i think they're off like half a day wednesday then thanksgiving and then they go back monday That's or two so crazy to me yeah so and then they, then we have a christmas break and then we have like a couple days off like here and there so it's not that much but But so we, you know, we have a lot of families here that plan around those schedules. Right. And I still, I know a lot of people want a lot for President's Day and a lot of parents are worried about taking their kids. Now, when my daughter was younger, we wouldn't care. I'd just pour out elementary whenever we're going to go. And the teachers were very, and the school was very good about it, you know, because it's vacation, it's family time. But now that she's older, in high school, it's harder because, Mm -hmm. you know, she's in a lot of advanced classes and, and stuff like that. So it makes it a little bit tougher. So we've been kind of navigating through the days off around there. Mm. So I know like for you, you guys get all the wonderful
1: breaks. I know. Well, Well, it's funny because we don't even get as many. So I'm originally from New Mm -hmm. England. Okay. And up there, you actually get a February vacation. Oh, that's nice. And an April vacation. Oh, nice. And a Christmas vacation. Yeah, we don't get any. But they are in school until like mid June. So, (laughs) but down here, we do have, we have like two full weeks off at Christmas. That's, but a side note, that is not when I would say you should go to Disney. (laughs) Do not avoid Christmas break, like at all costs. Um, And then we get in April, we have spring break in April so and then we get out of school at the end of may so usually by memorial day that's nice when we're done yeah and then th- thanksgiving i sound th- it sounds like we maybe get like a couple extra days than you do for thanksgiving mm-hmm. and we get like a day off here and there you know like in october and march and you know but say when i am talking to families about when to go when they don't want to take their kids out of school since we get out of school at the end of may Mm-hmm. I recommend the first week of June.
0: And that also is a really nice time to go yeah. because it's still not summer crowded yet. That time exactly. Because
1: there's a lot of school districts that aren't out mm-hmm. yet. They don't get yes. out until like the second week of June or the third week of June. And people haven't like gotten going on their vacations yet. So if you're out of school, it's still not because I'm going to be honest with you. July and August are probably my least favorite months to go. <laughs> because it's hot. Because it's so hot. Yeah. Right. It's because it's so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so June is like, it's not quite that bad yet. It's not quite as humid as it gets in July.
0: Yeah. Every year I say I'm not going in July and August. And every year and, I
1: find myself know. down
0: there in July and August.
1: <laughs> I did that for a while with August. Yeah. Is I went like three years in a row in August. Yeah, and yeah. the last time I was like, that's it. I'm never... I will not go, but we're going on the Wish in August and all these people that are going on it with me are like, oh, we're going to do two days at Disney before and blah. And I'm like, but, and I'm like, no, Colleen, you don't want to go in August. Mm
0: -hmm. It is hot. I mean, I've done it a few times. You've done it. It is hot. You have to really take breaks and stay hydrated during that time. So, I mean, I'm going in July and I know it's going to be hot. So I'm like
1: already mentally prepared. Yeah. It's not like you just have to go with a good strategy when you're going during those summer months, because yeah, I agree. You just, I agree. You really can't go from rope drop to fireworks. You can't, you've got to do at least a break in the middle or something yeah. because your whole family will be miserable. Well, you'll be miserable. melted. You'll, you will, you yeah. will literally <laughs> melt into the pavement. You will become part of main street USA. This yeah. will happen if you try to do that.
0: Yes, it is very hot, but I mean, I mean, I think families have to do what works best for them, but, but you have to know if you're, you know, crowd wise, Mm -hmm. weather wise, things like that, know what you're getting into. And that's where a good travel advisor can help you figure that out. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. So I think you can (coughs) really kind of work through that with that. So any other last, oh, wait, we have a, we have a question. We have a question. Okay.
1: Will we melt?
0: (laughs) I feel like,
1: I feel like September is still pretty warm, but not anything like July and August. And by Mm -hmm. the end of September, you know, it's, it's warm, it's warm, Mm -hmm. but it's not like you're going to die or melt or it's the humidity. I think that's, it's, it's better than in July and August. It's the heat and the humidity that make it like, oh my gosh. But yeah, by September and October, it's not as humid. It's still warm, still warm, but it's not as humid. Because when no, we went I in October agree. last year, it was warm.
0: It was warm. I was just gonna say that we went in October, so you just really don't know what the Florida weather sometimes it can be. And when we, I think when we were there, so I was there twice October, or so. I was there for the fiftieth, and then I turned around, and went back down like four or five days later, and it was there. It was it's travel agent life. I know, right? <laughs> It's just like um, a hard life you have. <laughs> I know, I know. So somebody they want you to go. With I'm down. I'm down. I'm packing my You're bags done.
1: now. I'm gonna be there. Yeah.
0: So, you never know with the Florida weather, you know, what it's going to be like. It was, I think it was unusually warm last October when we were all like that,
1: too. I was like, wow, it is really warm. And yeah, it was. I think that was
0: unusual for that time of year. So, any last minute tips, Colleen, that you have or want to share before we
1: wrap it up here? I feel like we covered all of my tips that I jotted that I jotted down, but you know, I just think apparently your sister's going. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. They're all going and they're trying to they get need- me to go with them. And I know I'm gonna see. I'll see. I'm gonna try. My whole- it's not gonna is going be hard to September. twist her arm. It's not gonna be hard, trust me. I know it's not hard to twist yeah. my arm and get me to go to Disney. It's not, it really <laughs> isn't. But yeah, I mean, I would just say the the gist of what we've said this whole podcast mm-hmm. is booking early is, oh, you know what? One thing I did want to mention that I don't think yeah. we've said yet is if, because I think people are worried like, well, what if I book now, but a better price comes out later? Oh yeah. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention that, you know, like your travel advisor will do rate watching for you. So you can, if a better deal comes out later. You can modify the reservation to take advantage of that deal and your travel advisor will do that for you automatically Mm
0: -hmm. as soon as
1: they know that, you know, because Disney tells you, you know, that the deal came out, but you can get a better price. If a better price comes out, you can take advantage of it, even if you're already booked. And honestly, I think it's easier if you're already booked because then it's like quick, you know, to just go in and like, oh, yeah, let's just apply the promotion and boom, done. And as opposed to needing to do a new booking.
0: Right, exactly. So if you're already booked with a travel advisor, and your new prices, you know, Disney comes out with an offer, what's the benefit to booking, having that booked already is that's going to be at Miss School dream travel, that's going to be their priority is they're going to service the clients that are already booked first. And, you know, in the travel agent world, you know, we have, it's quite a very early morning for us on those <laughs> days. And i uh, more often than not, those offers are applied to those who are booked before you probably even your alarm clock even goes right. off. So, so I definitely would, you know, highly recommend that, you know, having your vacation already booked, so that's definitely a good benefit. So Yeah. So, with that, I think we might have another question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's look here. So, how close to your trip will you make an adjustment if a better offer comes out? That's a good question. That is a good question. So, if an offer comes out, we will adjust it as soon as we possibly can. Oftentimes, one thing that people don't realize with the offers is that they're only allotted so many of them per resort. So even if we don't get it for the first day that the offer comes out, we continuously watch up until um, it's time, you know, pretty close to you, final payment, things like that. And then we can apply the offer.
1: Yeah, um, I think you should be able, able to apply an offer up until like, you know, maybe the day you check in. But typically with those offers... Uh, they're coming out far in advance, you know, like, yes. so if a new Definitely. offer came out the day before you were going to go, it's probably for dates way later in the year that aren't, that aren't including your date. So usually any offers that come out well enough ahead of time for us to apply it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We usually see them. I mean, I never really looked at the average, but I'm going to say at least four or five months.
1: I was in it. Yeah. Like I actually like say three or four months. Yeah, in that, that area. Is, yeah, so. typically when they come out with those deals and then, yeah, we're, we're usually pretty on top of it, always checking.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so anyway, so we are gonna go ahead and and close our show for today. So we have quite a bit of listeners today. So thank you everyone for joining us. It was so much fun. Um, so thank you for listening today and for watching. Uh, if you're watching us over on YouTube or on Facebook today. Be sure to subscribe uh, to your favorite spot on where you listen to podcasts, whether it's on Spotify or iTunes or wherever it is, and subscribe and like uh, so you don't miss an episode. And if you don't follow us already, we are over on YouTube. So you want to make sure you subscribe there as well and hit that notification button so you never miss an episode. If you have any Walt Disney World tips or questions that you have feel free to put them in the comments or email us or contact us and we're happy to answer those questions for you or maybe even make a topic for our next podcast about it so we would love to hear what you have to say make sure you drop us a review as well we love your feedback and until next time may all of your vacations especially walt disney world vacations (laughs) be extra
1: magical